Daniqua, Daniel, Ezekiel, Danielle, if you cannot hear me, let me know. If you out there cannot hear me, let me know. That's from the, uh, you, you, you just go ahead and, go ahead and cut that off. Okay, you got it now? Testing, testing, one, two, three. Can you hear me loud and clear? Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, be very thankful that you are at the beginning of Thanksgiving week. This is my favorite time of the year. I enjoy myself all year round and I'm thankful every uh, day of the year but this is has always been a special time for me and my family in a special way and God is the one who did it uh, I did not set out to do that and we've had some wonderful thanksgivings <clears throat> And at the same time, we're living in a different time. You still ought to be thankful, but do not be discouraged if everything is not uh, the same as it was in the past. And be thankful for how it was in the past. Be grateful for those of you who are parents. If you did your job as a parent, you will have precious memories. If you did not, you won't have precious memories. That's a reward that only God can give you. And what you need to do if you're uh, in that situation is confess your sins. Confess not being a good father, not being a good mother, or whatever the case might be. This is the only remedy uh, to get some kind of peace and joy in your soul. <clears throat> Ask God to forgive you. Repent of it. You might want to contact your children and apologize to them for not being what you should have been. And God can bring healing to your soul and your spirit. I don't know the measure of how he would do that or how much he would do that because there are some things in life, my dear friends, whether you like it or not, that cannot be remedied. 
There are certain things in life such as family that you can't go back and fix. It is what it is. So as you begin this uh, Thanksgiving week, get your mind on God. Get your mind on Jesus Christ. And pray for the families that will never have their family members visit for Thanksgiving ever again. And if you are a Christian and if you do that, uh, God will help you get through your uh, loneliness or not being connected to your family or your children uh, as you would like. Stop thinking about yourself. One of the reasons why so many people suffer during Thanksgiving and Christmas and get down into the doldrums is because they're selfish. I believe with all my heart that people who experience deep depression Painful depression, not all, but I believe a large number of them are selfish people, stubborn people, proud people who are never happy about anything. They're never satisfied with anything. They're never pleased with anything. You cannot help but be depressed if you're that way. And I believe that uh, most people who are depressed and in painful depression during the holidays and otherwise are people who don't know Christ as Savior. Uh, I know I have some sweet evangelicals who want me to use the statistics of psychologists and psychiatrists. If you want to go that route, you can, but I'm here to tell you that Jesus Christ will give you resurrection power. He will give you joy and he will give you peace. Peace. And you can be happy right by yourself because he's there and you're not by yourself. So, beloved, please turn in your Bibles tonight. As I share with my children today, this is the day that we really start ramping up for Thanksgiving, Monday before Thanksgiving. We would buy just a few things just for fun, maybe two weeks out, like some can, you know, normally it would be the, uh, and by the way, uh, speaking, normally it would be a can of crispy french fried onions for the green bean casserole. And I have found the best ever right here. I'm not trying to sell anything. I got this from Kroger's. This is a Kroger brand called uh, Simple Truth or something or another. Yeah, Simple Truth Organic. This, this is the best one I've ever tasted in over 30 four years of Thanksgiving dinner. Go to Kroger's and get this right here. 
and then this is this is organic french fried onions crispy it's very light gluten free and it tastes better than french's so if you have a Kroger's in your town and you probably do go get that if you love green bean casserole and uh, I'm not selling anything they don't know that I'm doing that but when it's good it's good uh, and then I had the thought and I'm and I think that uh, I'm gonna have my cook to uh, to do this this is, uh, this is my first time ever thinking about it uh, why why is it that we can't do our own French fried onions get some onion ring, rings cut them up put some brag aminos on them some pepper and then flour them down and, and put them in the air fryer in the uh, what do you call it the air fryer and then put that on your green bean. How about that? You don't have to buy. You don't have to buy uh, the fried onions already made. And we all know that's not good for you. Whatever that is, everybody knows that. I mean, before you put it in your mouth, everybody knows that's that's diabetes right there. Everyone you eat is diabetes. A diabetes point. But make your own, and you might have something. Uh, and we're going to do that this year. But anyway, on a more serious note, turn your Bibles to 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3. And this sermon series, if the Lord tarries his coming and we live, will be going on for a while. But you need to get a hold of it. And uh, if you're going to make it through the holidays well, smoothly, decently, and in order, uh, after you hear this message, you may not want to try to have a traditional Thanksgiving. You may want to avoid being with family because the devil is loose. And he is messing with many, many people. The killing in killing of three young black men in Virginia. The killing of four young white people, college students. The black men were f three uh, college students, football players. And young black men who had the ability to smile. They were smiling men. They were happy men. Young men. That's a credit to their parents. Not sullen. And then uh, a, a young black man killed them. I mean, that's, that's it's one thing to get on a bus and somebody try to do something crazy. But to go on a bus and to go all the way to a field trip in the midst of football season and come back to the university and get killed even while you're asleep. One young black man never had a chance. He, he, the boy shot him while he was asleep. And then the four young white people, people still asking what in the world happened here? 
in Idaho, Idaho of all places, Idaho. And then uh, a man went and shot up a bunch of homosexuals. Uh, in Colorado Springs, there are many Christian organizations. I didn't even know they had a homosexual club in Colorado Springs. There are many major Christian organizations in Colorado Springs. Many churches. And I am against the abomination of homosexuality, but I am not for anybody killing anybody at all. So you're living in a different time. And this is what I have shared with my children. I've shared with others. I've already preached it. You're living in a different time, my dear friend. You can wish for things to be the same as they were if you want to. But they're not going to be the same. And here's what mature people do. They accept it. Do you hear me? They accept it. And here are the days you're living in. This know also. The Apostle Paul inspired and used by the Holy Spirit of God that in the last days perilous times shall come. You know that you're living in perilous times when you can walk into a grocery store and be shot to death when all you want to do is pick up a can of beans or, uh, and or some rice. And you were anticipating going home and putting a little something on it and eating it, watching the news. But you're dead and gone. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemous, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. What, what, what a passage for Thanksgiving. This is what you need to hear. Some of you planning on going home and thinking that you're going to find people the same way they've always been. That's not going to be the case. In fact, you're not the same person. You have been influenced by this satanic, demonic spirit of wokeism. And that's what I'm preaching on, wokeism, the blob of Beelzebub. Everybody has been tainted by it. Everybody has been touched by it, and many people don't even know it. They have the smell of it on them. The people who are not being influenced by it are people who are prayed up, read up as far as the Bible is concerned, and obedient, committed to obedience to Jesus Christ. They're making it just fine. But you people who are weak and blown about by every wind of doctrine, your life is a mess. And you got people like that in your family. They are woke. A man got fired from Disneyland of all places because he is woke. 
they fired him. In the, evidently in the middle of the night because the news didn't come out until last night. As he was supporting homosexuality, transgenderism, and losing millions of dollars because people don't want to be bothered with that foolishness. They're lost people don't want to be bothered with that as they take their children. They don't want to see two men kissing and Mickey Mouse and Daffy Duck kissing and all that kind of foolishness. No. Uh, without natural affection, you don't have a natural, men don't have natural desire, desires for women. Women don't have natural desires for men. Then you have a group of people that don't have a natural desire for anybody. And they don't have sex at all. That's unnatural, by the way. Unless you're called by God to be a eunuch or a virgin. And most of us are not called to do that. Mothers who don't love and care for their children. They will allow a stranger to kill their child or to harm their child just because she's getting some penis from that man. Look at me real good. I'm not batting an eye. Uh, it doesn't matter to me. You know exactly what I'm talking about. It doesn't matter to me what you think about it. You talk about, you talk about it worse than this. You call it something else. Christian people, evangelical people, talking about you have an addiction to pornography. You're a liar to hell. That's just what you want to do. You have an addiction to wickedness and evil. You want to do evil. Just admit it. God already knows it. Admit it to him. And call it what it is. Don't be praying to God about this. Uh, God, please deliver me from this addiction. You're not addicted to anything. You're just evil and you're wicked and you call yourself a Christian and you are a hypocrite and you're doing what you want to do. That's the only way you'll ever be delivered from it, by telling the truth about it. There are women that, that, who, who will sacrifice their children for some penis. They'll let a, a, a man that's not their father abuse their children. Burn them with cigarette butts. Make them drink alcohol. Beat them half to death because it's not his. See, Hundreds of women have done this. They don't have natural affection. They don't love their children. They don't care anything for their children. Fathers who don't love their children, don't care for their children. Not having natural affection. Truce breakers. False accusers. Incontinent, don't have any kind of self-control. Fierce. Despisers of those that are good. Traitors. Heady. High-minded. 
lovers of pleasures. This is the age of wokeness more than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness, or they call themselves evangelicals, they call themselves Protestants, they call themselves Catholics, they call themselves Baptists, they talk a good game, but they deny the power of God thereof from such turn away. They're hypocrites, they're phonies, they're fakes, they're Pharisees and Sadducees. And if you are born again, my dear friend, as I have told and taught my children, as I have told and taught my children, as I have preached to others, if you're saved and you're born again, If you get a check in your spirit about a certain person, you run away from them. You turn away from them. Jesus, and I've seen God do this, in young people, they get a check in their spirit. No, this ain't right. I'm not doing that. They won't say that to the people trying to influence them negatively. It may even be family members. It may be siblings who are trying to get them to do evil like they are doing. But they, they have the Holy Spirit of God in them. They say, no, I'm not, I'm not going to join you in that. You go ahead. You go on with your wickedness. Uh, not me. God, God is not giving me peace about that. I'm not going to turn against my father just because you're turning against him. The man has never done me any wrong. He's never done you any wrong. The man has done everything he could to help us get to where we are. And you're not thankful. You don't appreciate God for him. Mm -mm. I, I got a check in my spirit on you on that. Get away from me. I'm glad that you got a little money and all of that, but I'm not with that man. God has never taught us to be that way, and... Our Father has never taught us to be that way. Perilous times and precious truth. That's what Dr. Guzzi called it. Perilous times and precious truth. And if you don't get a hold of the precious truth, my beloved, you're not going to make it through the age of wokeness. And see... That's what the world calls it. That's what the devil calls it. Because it is an age of, of deception. All wokeness is, is deception. Mind-bending deception. Like the world has never seen. Jesus spoke about it before Paul did. He said some people will be so deceived that the even the elect will be carried away with it. Dr. Stott said as he lies, and I'm, 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 I'm going to bring you up to speed a little bit for those of you who have missed some portions of this series. Dr. Stott said about Paul, as he lies in his cell, a prisoner of the Lord. 
Paul is still preoccupied with the future of the gospel, the future of the church. His mind dwells now on the evil of the times in the future. Now on the diffidence of Timothy. Timothy is so weak and the opposition so strong. Isn't it amazing how God has so much power that he allows uh, Jesus Christ went back to the his throne leaving not a strong bunch a motley crew but God used them by the power of the Holy Spirit to turn the world upside down Paul was leaving Timothy behind he was already sickly Paul had told him that to help uh, your ailments drink a little wine because uh, for years many people have seen wine as medicine now man has created other things just like they have created different kinds of foods out of real food now man has created all kinds of things to try to solve your problems and your ailments in your gut and and most of those things they uh, if not all of them are bad for you, aren't they? Wine has never been bad for you. If you drink it in moderation, as God told you, my sweet Baptist friends, who can't stand me to, for me to say that, and they, you got some wine stashed away at the house yourself, you liar. I, wouldn't, I, I don't think I would be alive if I had uh, followed that today. I think I, I really believe I would be dead trying to take all of these man-made medicines when a red, dry cab, and I've had doctors to tell me this. My main, my military doctor told me this, my veterans doctor rather, uh, and a doctor, another doctor, a nurse told me this. Timothy was weak physically weak. Perilous times mean that discernment matters very much. And we have a church full of people who don't, and pastors, and so-called church leaders who don't have a lick of discernment whatsoever. Perilous times in the last days but know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. Those days are here. I'm here to announce to you tonight, you're living in those days. Okay? I want you to fully understand that. Those days have come. In the last days, perilous times will come. The word translated perilous has the idea of troubles, difficulties, and stressful situations. Have you been feeling more stressed lately? lately? Uh, it seems like uh, people can say today if it's not one thing, 
is another, and it seems like they can say that every day. Isn't that right? Nearly 70% of the people in this country are living, uh, rather, are living paycheck to paycheck. We bought some Thanksgiving food the other day that would normally, back in just last year, the year before last, would cost us $70. It cost us way more than that. I know my youngest son who uh, handles my youngest son Daniel Ezekiel who handles my uh, finances for me does a wonderful job and uh, my children have been doing that for years and uh, we ordered the food and, and the company did a wonderful job too in delivering it uh, we gave them a good tip and all of that and I'm sure he was shocked my son, Daniel Ezekiel. I'm sure he was shocked when he got the receipt in the email. And I was shocked too. <laughs> but you say, well, preacher, why do you give them a big tip? Uh, you know why? Because I want, I want them to, they see that tip before they get your food. And here's what I have learned. My daughter, Daniqua, and my daughter, Danielle, have learned as well. That if you give them a good tip, they're gonna look out. They're gonna look out for you. They see that tip, they're gonna look out for you, and they're gonna be here quickly. You don't tip them, not so much. This sort of atmosphere will mark the last days. We're living in those days. This is the atmosphere, and yet. My sweet Americans who still want to uh, go the American way, you know, the American way is gung-ho. Everything may not be all right, but we're going to make it all right anyhow. Things are bad, but we're going to just kind of block it out of our minds. We're going to try to block it out of our minds that three young black men got killed by another young black man in college. We're going to just block it out of our minds. We're going to block out of our minds that four beautiful, three beautiful young ladies and one man in, the, in their early 20s in college, in the prime of their lives, not even in the prime, pre-prime time. You look at the pictures, they were just having fun and smiling and grinning and hugging each other and very close friends are dead, murdered, stabbed to death in their sleep. One young black man shot through his head while he was asleep. I don't know about you, but I don't want to go that way. Give me a chance to say bye to somebody. Uh, in Colorado Springs, of all places, the capital of, of evangelicalism. A man who had already been arrested for bomb threats, shouldn't even have been on the street, 
going into a homosexual club and killing people and injuring others. But the gung-ho American spirit people, they just plow ahead and go to the game. I can care less about all those folks who died. I'm going to just go to the game and, and go on. Nobody's going to have a word of prayer. Nobody's going to have a time of silence. We're just going to go on. Plow ahead, America. Plow ahead with your uh, gung-ho spirit. That's what you do. And it's so disrespectful to families. So disrespectful to so many people who are hurting. And the word perilous was used in classical Greek, both of dangerous, wild animals. Yes, I know some of you have already heard this, but I, I'm, I'm bringing everybody up to speed. Just bear with me. I'm not in a hurry. If the Lord tells us coming, I'll be preaching every day this week. Wild animals. We got we have wild animals where we are. You better be very careful. Listen to me. You better these are perilous time even with wild animals. They they they'll stalk you in good neighborhoods and and while you are walking down the street, tell me you getting your little walk in. With your scratch your shoes on, the screech your shoes on, whatever, and screech your pants, stretch your pants, scratch your pants, whatever you got. And you got your little weights, and there's a coyote right down, right over there watching you. And you're walking a little dog. Let me tell you something. This has happened recently. A coyote or a wild wolf or something. While you're walking your little cute little doggy. That animal will come and get your dog and drag your dog back to the woods while you walk in the dog. And if you try to come get the dog, he's going to drag you into the woods. This is a kind of perilous situation we're in. Wild animals, dangerous wild animals. And, 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 and you need to fear the wild men and women today. For they have a demonic spirit of uh, murder and killing. The person who killed those four white college students. It's a wild beast. They have a demon spirit. They're fierce. Same thing for the man who killed uh, those three young black men. And same thing for the man who killed those homosexuals. No Christian, no, I, I can assure you this, no Christian who is born again, if, if the person is a born again Christian, they, we're not for that. We may not like the evil, nasty abomination that they're committing, but we are not for that. Born again Christians are not for that man. And I guarantee he probably calls himself a Christian and a Republican and a, and, and, and a conservative and, and everything else. If you for that, you're lost and on your way to hell. You don't even know God. Perilous and of the raging sea. Fierce, angry, boiling over. 
And I feel sorry for some of you people who have woke wives and woke husbands. Uh, you got you got hell in your household. They've been woke. I mean, woke by the devil. And they're really not woke. That's just a deception. Like you, you know, you got your eyes wide open. Eve was woke. Mm, you didn't think I was gonna bring her in. That was all. About, that's what. See, that's what the. That's what that was all about. The devil said you can see and you can understand and have knowledge, Eve, if you just eat this apple off this tree. And get your man child <clears throat> to do the same. Deceived by the devil. That's what's going on. And some of you parents, you've noticed a mock change in your children that you you raised in church. Well, you better be prepared for that for Thanksgiving and, and don't get angry at them. That's not going to work. And, and they're going to try to bring up something that they woke about now. Don't contend with them. Don't get into it with them. That's, that's not, you're wasting your time. Okay? Don't even, you control all of that and you don't even let them get into that with you. And don't let them disrespect you. If they want to do that, because see, they're woke. They believe in the principle of reductionism. They want to reduce you down below them. And that's not God's plan. And you just say, now, if you want to do that, you don't need to be here with me. Because I'm not going to let you do that. You need to go someplace else. And I'm not going to entertain your foolish talk. You're going to have to let God work that out in their lives. I'm talking about grown people. Even those grown children that you have allowed to go to college early. I mean, uh, uh, leave your house and go to college when you didn't have to. And and you knew they should have stayed with you longer. Because that's where wokeism started at on college campuses. This this is all a uh, satanic strategy. This thing is well thought out by the devil and his cohorts. And only God, Jesus Christ, and the church can, and through prayer, can disrupt it. But the church is so messed up and have become the Judas church, as my son Daniel White IV and I wrote about years ago. We saw it happening then. The Judas church. And the worst Laodicean church in the history of the world is so weak and so anemic that it it, it, it just lay it, it just lays down and let the woke machine just run all over. It's only other New Testament occurrence. The word perilous is in the story of the two 
Gadarene demoniacs who were as savage and untamed as wild beasts and whom Matthew describes as so fierce. You got some folks like that in your family? Happy Thanksgiving. If I were you, I would avoid them like the plague. So, uh, I just want to love on them. And so they don't want you to love on them. They're not going to let you love on them. Why? Because they're demon-possessed with the woke spirit. My baby. That's my baby, though. That's not your baby anymore. That's the devil's baby. The devil is using your baby uh, to disrupt their lives, your life, the family, other siblings, other family members, other friends. And yes, there's some people who don't know they're woke. There's some who do and they're woke on purpose. Whatever the case, the devil is using them to destroy their family members, family relationships, friendships, neighborhoods, communities. It is a hurricane of a spirit. Families. And so be very wise and be very sober-minded and very vigilant, my dear friend, if you're saved, if you're born again. And be careful who you let into your house. Be careful where you go. Many unwise, undiscerning people are going to end up dead this weekend because they're going to they're gonna think everything is normal and everything is not. Or they're going to end up at least with their hearts broken and their minds bent. Fierce that no one could pass that way. And when you have a situation like that, my dear friend, you've got to let God deal with it while you pray. Prayer, the reading of the Word of God, is your only ticket out of it. Trying to call somebody and appease them and plead with them and all that's not going to get it. And there might have been a time when you could have done that. That's not the time now. Okay? They are hell-bent and their, their minds are already made up. Because they have been radicalized by the demonic woke spirit from hell. And only Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit, can save them and help them and change them. As I said, you do have people who just try to fake things through. They live a fake life. Uh, the Thanksgiving situation is not real. It's phony. It's fake. And everybody knows it. But, they, you know, that's just a, the demonic American spirit to just fake it like, and you know, fake it till you make it. And I, I would suggest that you not get into that. I would suggest that whoever's in your household, you pray with them, read the Bible with them, give God thanks, and pray for the others. And pray that they don't kill each other. Pray that they don't hurt each other. 
by being angry and mad at each other and pray that they do not hurt themselves because see the 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 deceiving woke spirit is a demon spirit one of the things that uh, you must know about a demon spirit is that eventually yes it's going to try to harm others but when it runs out of gas guess what it's going to harm itself you hear me well I've seen this demon up close and personal this demon spirit my children have seen it every last one of them and if they deny it they're lying and I'll call them a liar to their face They've seen it in their own mother. I've seen it in my own wife who is standing here right now. It is a demon spirit that causes her to disobey what I tell her for her own good. Like I have told her that she needs to eat four to five times a day. I told her that she needs to drink a protein shake. And take a vitamin. I've been watch this now. I've been telling her to take the vitamin for years. See, so and, I, and I've explained to her, and I have explained to my children, and I have explained to you that you can't wait till you get sick and get into trouble to start taking vitamins. I have bought vitamins. I told my wife to remind me to get vitamins for her. She's seen me take vitamins nearly every day of my life. For 30, almost 35 years next month, she didn't want to take the vitamins. And some of my children followed her advice, uh, followed her example. Now, when she gets sick, then she, she takes, she takes, she'll take the vitamins. She's more apt to do so, but she'll even skip out on that. My wife had terrible periods that turned her into doc Dr. Jekyllis and Dr. Hydus. Some of you some of you women listening to me, you got the same problem. You turn into a witch for two weeks out of the month. And nobody knows what's wrong with you because you don't tell anybody. What did I do? Because God showed me that we cannot have a woman acting like a witch for six months out of the year. What did I do? I told my wife, yeah, you, we need to go to the health food store and buy you some tea. Minstrel tea. Uh, and you need to take your vitamins. And you need to take a, a healthy pampering type pill. So that you will get control over this. And you need to exercise every day. And you need to shower every day. Now she's suffering from a disease that she should not have to deal with. You know why? Because she did not listen to godly advice. The godly advice of her husband. Which was given to her because of the God kind of love in my heart. And so when you don't do things for your own good, that, that's, a, that's a sign of demon possession. 
you're hurting yourself. To this day, she is doing that. See? You say, well, does not frustrate you? No, that's fr- it does not frustrate me. I don't let anything frustrate me. I don't let Negroes frustrate me. Family members, I don't let them get to me. First, how can I allow that when I have Jesus living on the inside of me? Oh, what a fellowship. What a joy divine. Hmm. But here's what I do. I make sure I do my part. I make sure I tell you. And I'm not going to tell you over and over again either. Because you're a grown person. What I have said recently, even this past week, I said, you need to take care of yourself now. Drink your protein shake every day. Eat a good breakfast. I even told her uh, simple meals that she can eat. And you're going to fix it yourself. I don't cook for my wife. She's going to have to cook for herself. And one of the reasons why I have not done that, I'm not doing that, and I will not do that, is because she never cooked properly for me and her children. In over 35 years, nearly 35 years of marriage. That's the reality. She's standing right here. See, it's demon possession when you don't, you know you can eat, the food is there for you to eat, and you refuse to do so. You refuse to exercise. You're hurting yourself, and you're already sick. And she's in this situation because she did not listen to God. She did not listen to her husband. And she does not even listen to the doctors. See? That's, a, that's demon activity, my friends. When you hurt yourself, as it was the case with the fierce gatherings, when they would cut themselves and all of that, that's demon activity. It may not be as deep as that. But it's deep enough. And I've told my children, if you uh, follow that example, the same thing is going to happen to you. Because I do believe that generational curses come down the pipe. All the way from Adam and Eve. The characteristics Paul will describe, speak not of just bad times, but of bad people. Bad people. We should note what the hardness or danger of this time is in Paul's view to be not necessarily war, not necessarily famine, not necessarily diseases, or any of the other calamities, like hurricanes and tornadoes. We have all of that. That adds to the problem, but that's not exactly what we're talking about. But wicked people, People who will stand on a platform 
in the subway of New York and, and act like they're not paying you any attention. But as soon as the train comes, they push you out in front of the train. And they don't even know you. Or eels that befall the body, and that's a bad thing to happen as well. But the wicked and depraved ways of men, this is what perilous times are about. This is what we're dealing with. People who are demon-possessed, demon-controlled, who will harm others and harm themselves. The description in this and in the following verses, and we read quite a few last night, and we read quite a few today, but not as many. The Pope and the Roman Catholics apply to Protestants. with that kind of hatred. And let me tell you something God put in my spirit. If you hate one person, and God put it in my spirit when I thought about that man killing those homosexuals, listen to me. Listen to me very carefully. If you hate one person, you hate God. Now you can write that down as a quote from Danny B. If you have hatred in your heart for one person, you hate God Almighty. I don't care what they're doing. See, I, I'm not going to hate you if you're doing something evil and foolishness. I'm uh, foolish. I'm just not going to be with you. See. Uh, I have put. Listen to me. I love, I love all of my family, but I have put my wife's family, my own family, not counting my children, on notice. You do what you want to do. Uh, you know, you woke, you stay woke and stay where you are. Do not come to my house with your woke self. Because I don't want to be bothered with You say, preacher, you got family members who might want to come and see you for Thanksgiving and, and, and all of that. No, listen to me. I do not want anybody in my own family, if they woke and full of hell and the devil, and want to raise hell or whatever they want to do, they, I don't want, they are not welcome here. Then I welcome. I don't be bothered with it. It's, it's, it's not that I hate them. I don't hate them. I love them enough to pray for them and to tell them they need to get saved. But you stay over there with your woke self. Don't bother me with it. I don't want to be bothered. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. You know why? Because with Jesus, I enjoy my own company. I enjoy his company. I have a... a, a a woke wife. So I, I got enough wokeness around me. And, they, and she woke because uh, she gets it from the uh, the uh, demonic uh, spirit of uh, 
generational curses from you. And you're worse than she is. Because I've had to train her and I've had to teach her myself. And I know you don't like it with your proud Jamaican selves, but that's the reality because y'all didn't raise her right. And she's content to be here with me and I'm content to be here with her and I'm content to be here with the Lord. And I don't need you here with your mess. I don't have time for woke mess, which is nothing but deception mess. And so I've already made that clear. I don't want to be bothered. See, and some of you might do the same thing, might need to do the same thing. If you want peace. If you got some Negroes loaded for bear and want to take advantage of those three days and come and raise hell uh, in your yard, in your uh, home, uh, you need to put a stop to that before they even get here. That's if you want peace and you want joy and you want good memories. And, and so forth and so on. Tell Negroes, be they white or black, if you're not coming straight with the right heart, attitude, and spirit, and you're going to be respectful, stay where you are. Do whatever in the world you want to do and what you've been doing. But don't bring it up in here. Times have changed, my dear friends. There was a time we could do that. and You might still have a little bit of something, something, but you can get away with it. You can't do that now. It's a powder keg. And it could explode on you. You mark my words, you're going to see people get killed more than ever over the, holiday, over the holidays this year. Because people are not taking the time seriously. We're living in perilous times. The Protestants, in turn, apply it to the Catholics. Shotogen to the Jews and others to heretics in general. But it is probable that the Apostle Paul has some particular age in view. I believe that we're in that age. In which there should appear some very essential corruption of Christianity. And we're living in that time. You, you, you know the reason why we're in this time? Particularly in America, is because the church laid down in sin and in the prosperity gospel and in deception and in foolishness with pastors being blind leaders of the blind. They don't even know what's going on. And when you don't know what's going on in that sense, you, you can't get it. It's too late. It's just like I told my wife and I told you. You can't start taking vitamins and doing right and exercising and everything. When you get sick, you should have been doing it all along. Don't do it now. It's too late. 
Same thing with the church. The church is trying to do this now. The church is trying to do that. It's too late. You don't even know what's going on. You have been knocked out. Because you have not been preaching the truth all of these years. You've been preaching fables and and you've been preaching uh, your ideas and other bloggers' ideas. And now the people, they desperately need the word as Dr. Ed Young Jr. has stated. They desperately need steak and potatoes and, and some vegetables because they are anemic. The people in the church are weak. Why, from years of serving soft serve ice cream, which Dr. Ed Young Jr. said is uh, interestingly placed right near the salad bar in the places that we Christians, we glutton Christians, like to frequent. Ryan days are over. Golden Corral days are over. For the feasting glutton Christian. We should have never gone there in the first place. We wouldn't be as fat as we are. And why is it that for many, many years, we Christians, every time we had a meeting, we always would go to an all-you-can-eat. And then the preachers with their big guts would lie and well, you know, I'm trying to lose weight, so I'm just going to get a salad. You know, they say this at the church. They tell this lie in the church. Knowing that if you go to uh, Ryan's or you go to Golden Corral, there's a whole lot of stuff on that salad bar. You can get a whole meal. Yeah, you can put some, a little bit of salad in the middle, but you can get some chicken wings and everything else. Piece of pizza and, 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 and load that thing on down. And that's what we've done. And so we're totally out of shape. The church is totally out of shape and out of whack. And, and does not have the strength to fight back against this monster called wokeism, the blob of Beelzebub. In the last days, my beloved, uh, this is a broad term in the New Testament. Broad enough, pardon me, to where one could say that the last days began with the birth of the church. On the day of Pentecost, Acts 2.17. The days of the Messiah mark the last days, yet the term is especially appropriate to the season immediately before the return of Jesus Christ and the consummation of all things. Though some think that any attention paid to the last days or biblical prophecy, and this is what's wrong with the church today, because we have pastors who believe this foolishness, is all about felt needs. That's how you hook the people. That's how you bring them in. You deal with their felt needs and you preach your series on their felt needs and how to get rich or try dying or die, die trying. How to uh, become prosperous. 
how to have enough money to live on and to have some saved up for retirement and all that kind of thing. And it's all about relationships and trying to get another relationship and everything else. Nobody, hardly any of the pastors have preached on the second coming of Christ. And look at us. Look at the mess the church is in. Some believe that preaching on the second coming of Christ is frivolous. We should be able to discern when the last days are upon us. Or at least when world conditions are like the Bible described, they would be in the last days perilous times. There are sanguine brethren who are looking forward to everything growing better. Oh yeah, we have some dominionist brethren who foolishly think things are going to get better when the Bible says things are going to get worse and worse. Worse and worse. Some sanguine brethren who are looking forward to everything growing better and better and better until at last this present age ripens into a millennium beautiful. And things are apparently getting worse and worse. Things are so bad now, you know this world can't continue much longer. And, and yet people are deceived Many evangelicals are deceived. Many Baptists are deceived. Many Bible church folk are deceived. They're caught up in the dangerous American spirit of gung-hoism. And they're just going right on. We're going to build this building and we're going to buy this house and we're going to buy this new car and we're going to invest in this and we're going... And everything around you is crumbling and one day is going to give way. And Jesus talked about how everybody's going to be marrying and giving in marriage. And people are going to be building and working and, and going from here to there. To and fro. And then it's going to be over. See, th this, is, this, is, this is where most people are. They give no mind to God, to Jesus and his word. They're caught up in this world, even in the church. And pastors let the people, uh, uh, cause the people to have it to be so. They promote it with this gung-ho foolishness. See, most pastors are, are more about the American spirit than the Holy Spirit. And they and they and they they encourage people. Just don't think about the next world. Think about this world. You go out there and get that job. You go head on and and get that raise and 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 so forth and so on. And people are dying and going to hell every day. Three young black men get killed. They just roll on. Let's play the next game. Let's cheer. Rah rah. Four young white kids in Idaho of all places. Get stabbed to death. Let's keep on rolling. 
How many millions have died? Over two million people have died from the coronavirus. We don't miss them. Let's keep on rolling. Let's keep on riding. Let's keep on investing. Let's keep on raising that money. Let's keep on working. We don't miss them. Politicians lie and cheat and steal and fail and lose. Let's keep on rolling on. Let's have the next cattle call, which they had this past week. It's, it's just uh, it's sh- shocking. It's just amazing. Uh, the demonic American spirit just roll on. Nobody pause and take stock. Nobody uh, examines themselves and see whether or not they be in the faith. Let's just roll on. That, that's the spirit of the age of deception that Jesus predicted himself before Paul did. And that's what is going to be happening. And it's on steroids now. People are zooming, 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 going here and there, dying, being killed, being murdered, family members dying, people still getting up. Folks still getting up. He said, well, preacher, isn't that good that we're optimistic and we're going to move forward? And so uh, that sounds good. But it's not good. You need to understand. You need to stop. You need to pause and understand. You might need to downsize because things are getting increasingly worse. You need to be focusing on Jesus and serving him and put yourself in a position where you can serve him and reach others for Christ. They will not be able to sustain their hopes for scripture gives them no solid basis to rest upon. Apart from the second advent of our Lord, the world is more likely to sink into a pandemonium than to rise into a millennium. And that is so true. And that's where we are. And that's where we're headed. Matthew 16, 1-4, Jesus rebuked the religious leaders of his day. Because they did not or would not understand the meaning of their times. And that's where we are today. And I'm here to tell you 99% of the sweet, and Jesus called them hypocrites. 99% of the educated evangelicals, Southern Baptists, National Baptists, Methodists, Presbyterians, Bible folks, Independent Baptists, Independent Methodists, Charismatic churches, 99% of the pastors refuse to recognize the times that we're in and preach accordingly. Because their little machinery and their little kingdoms are come tumbling down all around them. Because the people that they have trained to get their ears tickled, 
will not be getting their ears tickled or scratched anymore. You know how to, dear friends, discern the face of the sky, Jesus said. But you cannot discern the signs of the times. Matthew 16, 3, it is possible that Jesus would have the same rebuke, no doubt, for some Christians, some so-called church pastors and leaders today who are unaware of the last days and the soon return of Jesus Christ. They're all caught up in the world caught up in politics, caught up in the prosperity gospel, caught up in their next book deal, caught up in sin, evil, and foolishness, and got the church following after them, the blind leading the blind. And that's why we're in this wave of wokeism, the blob of Beelzebub. And you know Beelzebub is Satan. And Jesus Christ said that Satan the devil is a liar from the beginning. You're in the age of deceptionism. Things that used to be one way, they're not that way anymore. In the age of deceptionism, you mark my words, the next thing to go is one plus one equals two. Woke people are going to change that. They're going to say one plus one equals whatever you want it to be. And you're going to, many of the woke people are going to go right along with that. Hook, line, and sinker. And so, dear friends, God does not want you to be in that number. He wants you to truly have your eyes open by believing the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins. He wants you to know the true light of the world, Jesus Christ, who said the most loving, the most wonderful, and the most important words ever said in the history of the world. When he said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. <clears throat> Do you know him? as your Savior, for real. If you do know him, then you no doubt appreciate this message from his word. And you're glad that somebody is preaching it. If you don't, then you're, you're probably angry about this message. But here's something you should not be angry about. The gospel, the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ, which you just heard from Jesus Christ himself, who is the greatest preacher of all time and who preached the gospel first and best. And what you just heard from the lips of Jesus Christ, Dr. Curtis Hudson said, is uh, 
the gospel in a nutshell. For God so loved the world. If you're in this world, God loves you. For God so loved the world, red, yellow, black, and white, we're all precious in God's sight, no matter how you feel about yourself. If you feel unworthy, you are a great candidate to get saved today, for we are all unworthy. For the Bible says we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He commendeth his love toward us. Christ died for us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, John the Baptist. I preached about him on yesterday, the greatest man who ever lived. John the Baptist, the life and times and death of John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God who taketh away the sin of the world. When he saw Jesus, that's what he said. And Jesus Christ, the Son of God, which means that he's all God and all man. He didn't die for his sins because he never sinned in the word, thought, or deed. He died for helpless, wicked, evil, ungodly sinners like you and me. He suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross on that tree for you and me. He was buried and he rose on the third day by the power of God. Dear friend, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shall be saved. Church membership can't save you. Doing work in the church can't save you. Singing in the choir can't save you. Being a preacher can't save you. You can do all kinds of great work and still die and go to hell. Because it's not about what you do. And it's very hard for some people to understand. It's very hard for some people to believe. But the Bible says very clearly, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him, that's all it takes, believing in Jesus Christ, trusting in Jesus Christ, having faith in Jesus Christ, Christ, depending upon Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. That means you will not burn in hell forever. You will not burn in hell at all if you believe in Jesus Christ and in fact you will have everlasting life by simply believing in Jesus Christ. The Bible says for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you're willing to believe in him, you'll call upon him in prayer and ask him to save you. And dear friend, if you want to be saved tonight, pray the sinner's prayer with me. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Follow me in prayer. 
Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner and that I have done evil in your sight. I have broken your Ten Commandments, such as lying, dishonesty, covetousness, lust, stealing, dishonoring and disobeying my parents, dishonoring and disobeying you by taking your name in vain. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul and please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe in you, Lord Jesus Christ, and I believe what you said, I believe in your gospel. I believe with my heart that you suffered, you bled, and you died on the cross for my sins. As the Lamb of God, who has taken away the sin of the world. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit to save my soul tonight. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to change. Help me to repent of my sins and help me to turn from my evil lifestyle to follow you in the newness of life. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you truly believed in the Lord Jesus Christ tonight, and you called upon his name in sincerity in prayer and asked him to save you. According to the words of Jesus Christ, who cannot lie, according to the words of God, who cannot lie, you are now saved based upon what God has stated. And uh, you're on your way to heaven and you're not on your way to hell. And... Uh, May I say congratulations to you for doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. Praying and asking God to save your soul because of his Son, Jesus Christ. To help you grow stronger in the faith, please go to gospellightsociety.com. Tap on my book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Download it free of charge immediately and begin reading it. That little book will give you the next steps that you need to go on in God and to grow in God and to become the 
Christian disciple that God wants you to be. Also, email us and let us know that you got saved. Use the email on your platform. Or you can email me directly at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com. And um, also, uh, let us know that you got saved so that we can rejoice with you and pray for you. If you have a prayer request, uh, send that in and we'll be glad to pray for you at any time. And we're here for you, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Email us if you have any questions. Email us if you want us to pray for you. Also, go to Google. uh, Go to Google and type in Gospel Light Society. Podcast and uh, or Daniel White the Third Podcast, and we have thousands of podcasts available to you about nearly 50 different subjects that will help you grow in your Christian life. And uh, let uh, me say this to all of our friends uh, to help expand that ministry out and that that discipleship aspect out across uh, the globe. Uh, If God has blessed you financially and you can donate $5,000, $10,000, $20,000, or whatever God puts in your heart, please do so. We need your help. The information is available to you on some of the platforms that you're on. Uh, as you know, for many years, I've been preaching for four, over 44 years now, I think, uh, and I hardly ever asked for money because I never wanted to be in that number of the prosperity gospel preachers. But it takes money to do this. We need new equipment and uh, we need to hire uh, new people uh, because my children who have helped me in the ministry for so many years to this very day uh, they uh, deserve the right to pursue uh, what God wants them to do as well and they will continue to help and guide other workers but I want them to have the freedom <coughs> to fulfill the vision that God has for their lives as well. So pray for us and help us where you can. Now I have just been reminded there's a little add-on that I need to add on to this message. Awokeism, the blob, I didn't say the blog, the blob of Beelzebub. And that is this. Uh, I touched on a little bit of it, but I did not finish it. uh, And I'll start it off this way. Uh, This, and so Daniel Ezekiel, this still belongs, this belongs to the 
wokeism sermon. This matter is far bigger than my family, our family. And so I am going to share some verses with you throughout this article, message, pointing out the real problem. Uh, the truth of the matter is we have people in our family who knowingly or unknowingly have bought into the satanic spirit of wokeism, the blob of Beelzebub. It is a work of Satan which supports big time homosexuality. Why? Because it supports deception. Why? Because it supports the opposite of what God wants. And they, people, these people get mad at you because you disagree with this asinine, nonsensical foolishness. Asinine, pun not intended. Which of course includes lesbianism and transgenderism. A man got fired last night from Disney because he is woke uh, and is for homosexuality, lesbianism, transgenderism, even the changing of young people's sex, trying to do so, which cannot be done. It also supports feminism to the point of wanting to tear down men from their God-given leadership role in the family, in the church, and in the society, <coughs> in society, in the world, pardon me, and has destroyed the lives of many individuals, many of them, most of them women, many families and many churches and many communities already and is still doing so and will continue to do so until preachers, pastors especially, step up and rebuke it in their families, in their churches, and in the world. By the way, you can cry, I am woman, hear me roar, all you want to. You really don't have the ability to roar, okay? Only, only a man can roar. And, uh, and you need to calm down and be what God wants you to be. And most of you women are not going to be happy. You're not going to be satisfied until you're with your man and you submit to your man. And we're not talking about abuse. But willingly, cheerfully do so. And you can avoid a whole lot of mess by being what God told you to be. And have the whole world too. Because if you're a good woman, a virtuous woman, and you're not the kind of woman that has to be told what to do and corralled and, and got to be rebuked all the time. 
that man will give you the world. And that's a fact. And I have said it before and I'll say it again. I know that woke people don't want to hear it. I don't believe the problem, and I'm, I believe most women would agree with me. I don't believe the problem, contrary to the news and everything else in our society, I don't believe the problem lies with the man, as far as marriages are concerned. I believe most of the problems are, lie with the wife, because they're, they're not doing what God wired them and made them to do. I'm not saying that uh, men don't have problems. But the problem they have, I'm dealing with that too and rebuking them for not being the men they should be and letting their wives control them and dominate them. When in reality, a woman really does not want a man like that. I don't care what she says. I know she doesn't. She's not wired to want a man like that. She does better with a man who is not nice. And you say, preacher, aren't you worried about women not listening to you? I'm not worried about that at all, because they know I'm telling the truth. They do better with a man who's not nice. They want a man to be uh, loving, of course, and and uh, kind, and all of that. But um, nice, not so much. And you'll never be happy until you submit to that man. And you give that man what he wants, and uh, you you serve him, and you help him, and you take care of his children. You'll never, listen to me, you can do whatever you want to do, sweetheart. You will never be happy. You'll never have joy. You'll never have any peace until you are fulfilling what God wired, not only made you to do, but wired you to do. Out here, horn around, and acting like you're so angry and uh, acting like a lesbian, acting like a man, you mean as the devil and you hateful as the devil, uh, you're never going to get to where you need to go. The same thing goes for men. You acting all like a metrosexual or you acting all effeminate and you wearing gay colors and you you trying to tap into your female side and you want to be a girlfriend to your woman and all that. She don't she doesn't want you to be a girlfriend. She wants you to be a boyfriend, a man. And guess what else, man? She wants you to desire her because she has desires, contrary to what you think. Okay. Be, be the man that God wired you to be. Now, let me help you men something. Help you help you men with something. And that women may not understand. And, 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 and some men don't understand. Let me help you, gentlemen. Contrary to the sweet evangelical preachers and pastors with their lying pharisaical Sadduceeical books. Okay? Traditions that they made up that appeased women and placated women and uh, uh, there's another word that I'm trying to come up with uh, that uh, men have done down through the years. 
sort of like playing to the woman kind of a thing. Let me help you with this. Men. And uh, that is, it's going to shock some of you sweet evangelicals, some of you sweet Southern Baptists who you know you're not evangelical, but you joined up with them for advantage sake and for political reasons. Some of you sweet uh, Methodist and Presbyterian men you bought into this mess that we all handpicked as a lot of hell. No, but let me help you. You need to stop being concerned about understanding a woman and understand rather what God wants you to be and what God wants you to do and what you think and what you feel. Trust me when I tell you that your wife will be happier with a man like that than a man who's going to spend the rest of his life trying to uh, find out how a woman works and how your wife works and all of that. That's what the lie the evangelicals told you. Buddy, if you do that, you're going to go on a ride and a journey you know not where, and you won't even you won't even be able to get back. Uh, you you be concerned. Your north star is God, Jesus, the throne of God, and the word of God. Man, you focus on what God wants you to do. He is your head, not your wife. And God never told you to spend the rest of your life trying to figure out how your wife w- uh, operates and works and feels. That's not that's not in the Bible. They have twisted whatever it is that they're using. You don't have time for that. Your whole life will be will, will burn up and go by. You lead the way God leads you to lead. And if she's a good woman, she'll follow. If she's a bad woman, she's going to fall off anyway. Let her go. That's foolishness, man. No, no. You, 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 you got enough to be concerned about to be a man. She needs to be a woman. You don't understand that? Do you hear me? And I'm, I'm saying this knowing that I have many daughters and I, I want, if they get married, I want them to marry a man because only a man will be able to handle them. A man under God. See? Because if they get all caught up in what the woman wants and the woman thinks and how she feels and everything else, it's all going to blow up and be a mess like my family that I grew up in. <clears throat> when my mother ruled the whoosh. And my dad did not know any better as to how to handle her. And, 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 <clears throat> And my wife, Marika White, I believe one of the reasons why she is still with her husband after 35 years uh, is because she came out of a broken home, a divorced home. And she does not want to do that. 
Why would she not want to do that? Because she knows how painful it will be for her children. See, I thank God my, my parents, they separated at least three times, maybe four. <clears throat> but I thank God, as big and bad as I am, that they didn't do that. And I hope and pray that a worse thing did not happen as well. So here is the first set of verses that I want to read to you that is a big part of wokeism, the blob of Beelzebub. Leviticus 18.22 Thou shalt not lie with mankind as with womankind. It is an abomination in God's sight. Leviticus 20.13 If a man also lie with mankind as with another man as he lieth with a woman, both of them have committed an abomination. <clears throat> they shall surely be put to death. Their blood shall be upon them. Now contrary to what wokeism tells you, contrary to what the homosexual community tells you, they will tell you that homosexuality is not even a sin. When a man and a woman who commits uh, fornication or adultery outside of the bonds of marriage, that's a sin. But this is what, why, why do they say that? Because the devil is a lie and you're living in the age of deception. And if you die, in the Old Testament here, you would die for doing something like that. There are places in the world today, in Africa and in uh, of the Middle East, that if you do this foolishness, you will die under the law. And quite frankly, I would rather live in a country that has that kind of law than the foolishness we got going on in this country today. And I still love my country. First Corinthians. Chapter 6, verses 9 through 10. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived. Don't fool yourself. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate. That's men who want to act like a girl. Men who want to act like women, dress up like women, and put on pink hair and look like Henrietta the Hippo as a drag queen. I don't care if you like it or not. You know it's true. Nor abusers of themselves with mankind, committing all kinds of ungodliness and wickedness. And I'm going to leave it at, well, well let me finish this part nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. People who practice these sins, you're going to hell. That includes homosexuals. Don't deceive yourself. Don't fool yourself. 
We'll pick it up tomorrow. If the Lord tells is coming at Romans. At Romans. Chapter 1, verses 26 and 28. Okay? If you're doing this evil, you need to repent of it. You need to trust Christ as Savior. Uh, and understand that you're not saved. You need to be saved. Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, thank you for the privilege to preach your holy word and to preach your holy gospel. Grant me your energy, strength, and grace now, your unction, your anointing, and the power of your Holy Spirit to uh, conduct the standing between the living and the dead service at this time. Lord, save those who are lost. Encourage those who are saved. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen.